playing. Yeah, just just a minute. Hey, listen, sorry, I don't have a lot of time. It's Brian from this, that, and the other. Look, look, okay, I want to tell you everything. I want to tell you the truth about wood. You want to know about the real stuff? You want to know why the earth is hollow and why we're being run by aliens? You want to know about the stuff they're putting in your Gatorade and why you should be eating your dogs and why, and why we need renewable resources are a lie and we're living inside of a hologram. And, and I'll tell you all this, but you have to listen to this, that, and the other. You have to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, don't tell Sam that. Don't tell Trump, what are you doing? Are you making an ad without me? No, listen, I, I gotta go. Oh. Subscribe to this, that, and the other. You bastard. 9-11 was a lie. Yeah, it's your boy Ferro Cabron back on the microphone, and you now tuned in to another Good and I Food Productions essay over here on the Binge on This Network. Look, we appreciate y'all liking, subscribing, hitting the notification bell, dropping a review, hitting an email, sharing it with the homies, where you can find the hit classics like Happy News with Perry Kurtz essay. What's hood with the compa, dog, FC, orale, right here. Of course, the reading Ronin, you feel me, Odin Time TVs, and of course, the flagship legendary and the capitan of this network, this, that, and the other, with the homies, Brian and Sam. Shout out to the compas, dog, I think they about hit. 52 a year in officially shout out to the locs it ain't nothing but love i know you guys officially passed 52 like <laughs> a long ass time ago but it uh being an official official status dog it's it's an annual essay first year in i'm locked in dog i am hype for the binge on this network and thank y'all for you know doing what y'all do dog so let's hop into it, essay episode number 25. Damn, we a quarter in, dog, like a pound. <laughs> ah, shit, let's just go with a quarter ounce. Ah, seven grams in your life, what's up? <laughs> nah, essays and locas and locals, I've been good, dog. I've been reflecting a lot. Like I said, we're going to get into this um, little historical journey with the G. And I'm going to... I figured out the time frame, logs. I, I, I figured out what, what route I'm going to take this in for 30 seconds. Um, we're ignoring everything that happened from 15, 21 to 31. You know, shout out La Guadalupana. And we're going to jump right into uh, Mexican history. Shout out to my culture, you know. <laughs> And we're, we're entering the 1800s with that one, you know. And the reason I'm doing it like this real quick is because a lot of the individuals that I'm going to touch upon on these next couple of episodes are figures that are very key to the... Um, they're very central to having Mexican pride, you know where all of that good shit stems from. These figures are controversial to the government, which is kind of interesting on how, at this point, they are Mexican heroes, so they're idolized on a whole other level, even though they were very anti the establishment that they currently uh, have in power or whatever, what have you. You know, 
I know that I'm skipping a lot of important indigenous history right here, you know, because a lot of what happened between 1531, 21 to till 1800 was the subjugation and the submission of the native indigenous people, you know. You look at history and you 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 look around at numbers and I just I find it interesting how they can calculate how many, what's the word I'm looking for, like an estimate of how many people lived back then, you feel me? That shit's wild to me because on some on some real shit, Lokes, there was no census, you feel me? They, they burned and torched all records. Everything that was of important significance for indigenous community that helped them figure out how many there were within the tribe, village, whatever you want to call it. Like, all of those records, that information, poof, up in smoke, dog. And it's just difficult to sort through that kind of history and kind of find the middle ground, you feel me? Because a lot of those history and historical textbooks tend to put the blame a lot on, you know, diseases, smallpox, dirty blankets, you know, biological warfare and the whole nine, but it's... Like, the numbers are bigger than that, you feel me? Within the U.S., you have, I think it was Andrew Jackson or Thomas Jefferson. One of those two fools, dog, ended up asking for 20 bucks a scalp of indigenous uh, hair. You feel me? Like, if you killed an Indian, cut up the scalp, bring it to the White House, they'll give you 20 bucks. Which was, at the time, a whole shitload of bread, you feel me? And uh, people got scalped, they say. You know, there's a picture floating around right now on Instagram feeds or social media feeds that I follow that go to show the, what's the word I'm looking for, the extension of the bison just to have the indigenous people of the uh, North Americas submit and surrender and negotiate the terms for the charioteers, you know. I would like to get into that, but like I said, if we do ever touch upon the topic, you are going to hear it from a complete, literal, dead-ass immigrant. I don't, like, I have a rough idea on how the U.S. government has dealt with indigenous people and tribes and the whole nine, but I, for a better lack of a word, I'm a, lot, a little, a little a bit logical, you feel me? Like, I, I have, it, it's a conversation. But the reason I'm I'm bypassing this era and I, I find it very crucial and critical is just because I don't trust the sources that report on it. You feel me? Even information and data back home is filled with alternative facts, you know? There's always that quote, there's his truth, there's her truth, and then there's the truth. You feel me? And I kind of land on that philosophy a lot. When it comes to that type of conversation, it's very, very complex because you have dozens of tribes linking up, joining up just to defeat other tribes for just petty ass like beefs. You feel me? Like, (laughs) it's fascinating to me how much 
the conquistadores were used as a means to an end to another tribe just because the weaker tribe or whatever you want to call it decided to play the game of chess like that not realizing the the generational ramifications of said actions you know had there been a more united front had there been a more you uh well, i mean yeah you, you like combined united one iron fist so you feel me like i dare you 500 of you ha there's 300,000 of us off the rip like <laughs> you know what i mean but a clash of cultures, a clash of beliefs, a clash of uh, people and ideologies that share similar deities, you know. And it, like I said, it's a matter of wild conversation. But the reason I'm starting in, in the like 1800s, honestly, is because that's when you have the breakage and the removal of a crown trying to impose colonial rule you feel me now you have individuals trying to run government at the everyone's own self-interest if you keep it a stack you feel me you they say that uh power corrupts absolutely and that power reveals your inner self you know but go watch that movie click dog if you had the power to fast forward in life would you wouldn't you that's a lot of people you know so with like i want to give that time frame and that era its proper due diligence you know because within that time there was a lot of Treaties being signed that, like in the U.S., were never upheld. In just the way foreign rule and ideology and <coughs> religious and all of the bullshit just kind of came to play, you know. You have a subjugation of a culture that 500 years later, or less than 500 years, come up with the concept of La Santa Muerte, going back to the days that they revere death you feel me it's one of those things that i find interesting and curious honestly just because it just goes to show how resilient the indigenous mesoamerican spirit truly is you know entering in in that mind frame in that era I have to respect just those individuals that were willing to fight, you know. But at the same time, I understand that humanity is full of individuals doing a lot of petty ass shit, you feel me? And when we get into the history of, you know, certain these individuals, betrayal is going to take a play, lie, slander, the whole nine, you feel me? I want to start in the 1810s just because that was... That was the beginning of independence for the Mesoamerican uh, descendant. It was the introduction of us being able to apply European ideals of democracy and kind of elevate villages, you feel me? Now, realistically speaking, that's not what happened, you know. 
if they would have respected indigenous people, different trade routes would have been established, different means of communication. But we don't live in that kind of utopia and that kind of what if, you know. We live with the reality that people came to conquer and people came to stomp and people didn't respect other people's spaces. And yeah, here we are 500 years later dealing with the ramifications of the whole nine. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to this, this dialogue, to me, it begins in the 1800s because it's it's 15, 16, 17, it's 200 years after the fact, you feel me? 1810 begins the Mexican-American independence from the crown, and then you get into, you know, the individuals that we're going to get into. But right now, in, in this space, you know, in this prelude, let's just call it this prelogue to what we're going to get into... I just really want to give acknowledgement and of course it's due respect to the ancestors that had to submit to colonial rule to raise the kids that it needed to to shake the crown, the, the shackles of a crown that was across an ocean, you feel me? And in and of itself that is a conversation, you know, whether people agree with it or not, it's neither here nor there, you feel me? I strongly firmly believe that it's inspired us to be better, you know. The ideology in a mixed breed to me isn't a negative thing. It's the birth of a positive thing. Just because it shows the pro- the progress of us moving forward, you know. Whether people realize it or not, within the next 30 to 40 years, Latinos are going to represent 40 to if not 50% of the Western Hemisphere. What does that mean to any of y'all? What does that mean to the Latino listening to this right now? You feel me? It is a very powerful thing to realize you're on the verge of a brand new awakening all over again. You feel me? Once again, you look at the 1960s and there's that quote that says, The revolution will not be televised. (laughs) And here we are in 2020 doing podcasts and vlogs and reaction videos you feel me said it once and i said again when the age of communication you know but touching back on this to what i consider a very tragic and at the same time sacred time just because it's helped mold the ideologies of what people today consider chicano chicanoism you feel me i don't agree with that word i don't agree with those statements but you know, give a respect where respect is due, you know, y'all held it down in a different type of way, y'all still my kinfolk, you know, <laughs> I just sound like an asshole, I swear, and you know, dispensa, <laughs> I swear, dog, I'm trying, <laughs> I know I'm laughing, but it's not a joke, you know, but watching the modern day Mesoamerican is fascinating to me because assimilation is really part of the dialogue and you know these western parts of the U.S. have only been under U.S. subjugation since 19 or 19 1848 68 I mean like I said we're gonna get into those dates and details I'm still working on uh, the first, uh, let's go just call it, uh, the first chapter, you know what I'm saying? But I, I just, 
I really want to give it proper and due respect to the fact that the time period, the time period before 1800s, is very critical in the sense of how it molded and shaped indigenous beliefs. You know, there's a lot of things that go down in history that aren't going to be recorded atrocities at gunpoint you know rape pillaging you name it it's all plunder you know but there's there's a lot that that mexico and mesoamerica and the descendants of the indigenous triple alliance and everyone else have contributed to the world you feel me the fact that the majority of the world's silver came from us is astounding. And by us, I'm including the Incan Empire with the Andes Mountains and the way colonizers mined out the silver, you mean, neglecting whatever sacred ground it stood upon or what have you. You know, whatever history writes and decides, it's it's not always right, dog. At the end of the day, <laughs> the Incans mined it. You feel me? I don't know which tribe. I can't really pinpoint you, but they were put in shackles and put to work, dog, for the benefit of others. And I have a feeling that's about to change, you know, in... <laughs> And the words of those paquetes, you know, shouts out to the Incan War Chief and the rapper. You, we're not here to change the world, but inspire those of next next to us, before us, after us to do it. You know, it's a collective effort, and it's the exact same way I view those indigenous tribes living in those horrific times, dying to disease and gunpoint. And just being and watching everything you've ever built and created being blown up or buried, you know. Like I said, it's a difficult conversation to have because a lot of that history is one-sided, you know. And at the end of the day, indigenous tribes really did silence themselves just to survive. And that is indeed a crying shame, Loke. I am not going to lie. But I want to really do my due diligence when speaking on that topic. You feel me? Because within that topic begins the dialogue of the Mesoamerican and the quote-unquote Americas and what we, what we represent to the 13 colonies, you feel me? Places like Texas double down on... Places like Texas and Arizona. I haven't been to New Mexico and shit or Nevada that bad. That, like, you know, I haven't been. But it's just interesting to me on how they double down on those ideals that have nothing to do with us. You feel me? I've been around these communities. I've driven around these so-called ghettos or whatever. I've been out there working. The things they want to build and sell at twice and not triple the price. I see nothing but my community what the fuck <laughs> I mean like I said that's a that's a whole other conversation somewhere else locals but it's it's fascinating to me how like it, they say history is sick cylindrical cyclical it's a cycle you know 
and in the circle of life and shit like that but it's all a matter of refinding yourself what makes you double down what makes you individual what makes you unique i don't know anything about the brexit situation except that britain wants to leave the eu and it's like i I get it you feel me you want self-identity you want self-respect for your quote-unquote culture of (laughs) i don't even fucking know dog i know that once upon a time the triple alliance had kings and rulers and shit like that but in the modern day and age all that shit mean this would be a speaker and bam putasso aqui me and forever cabron <laughs> king forever cabron orale what's up what's good what's up <laughs> ah shit locals but I think I'm going to cop it off at this, you feel me? Like I said, I just want this to be a little prelude in what we're about to get into. And, like, we're jumping into the 1800s, you feel me? Where we're getting into the nitty-gritty of the Mexican Revolution. What brought us there? What point got us there? I'm going to give us a brief summary. I mean, this is what that was supposed to be. But like I said, it's a really complicated situation because it involved a lot of submission and omission and just genocidal driven force to have a people that they could not dominate submit you feel me it's a it's fascinating dialogue but we're entering in the 1800s and the 1810s where uh, now at this point 200 years after the fact you have a ge- the first generation of mestizos half-breeds whatever the fuck you want to call us dog the mixed seeds the, the beginning the origins where we're coming from and i'm gonna use mexico as a point of contention because as and i'm gonna try to go down latino countries and figure out how that works you know but the spanish started with us you feel me so I want to take us through that journey right now and just show you how the West has resisted, in a manner of speaking, through beings of mestizo heritage, half-breeds, the ones they don't respect, you know, the ones that are thrown out because people say, ni de aquí, ni de allá. Once upon a time, that shit was for here in Europe. Nowadays, it's from here to Mexico, (laughs) Central America, South America. And it's like, nah, dog, if you're on this side of the planet, if you're on this side of the world, you blessed, dog, because you close to home. (laughs) All right, it says, I'm going to catch y'all, as I say. At the next lose later.